Thank you for joining with us for another episode of Morning Briefings here on the Pipeline Intercession for the President and on our podcast. If you have any dreams that you have about the office of the president, please send them to pip at christiancentershreveport.com. We're so thankful that you all have joined in with us on this prayer journey, and we look forward to standing with you not only today, but in the days ahead. So with that, we'll go ahead and join today's broadcast as we talk about the news and stand on the wall for this nation and the office of the president. Good morning, good morning, everyone. Zach Arskaden coming to you live from North Carolina. And today and this week uh, will be a short week. Uh, We want to continue to focus on uh, some steps that we can take in our personal journeys to making sure we're in those per- the steps of being in perfect timing with the Lord in order to advance. And today we want to look at um, how to move forward with the resources from the Lord and looking in First um, Kings 17. And I think this is a great example for us uh, throughout Scripture of how to make sure we're mindful and aware of how the Lord and and, and and really just the simple things of how the Lord can provide for us. So we're going to start, and it's really the entire chapter of 17, but when I kind of go through it at a higher level, um, it, because it, it really points to just an understanding of, okay, are we sober? Are we aware about what the Lord is doing um, throughout our lives? And this is a great example in Scripture for us to look at. And so we see here that, when Elijah predicted uh, the drought because he heard from the Lord, the Lord told him to go hide yourself, as we see here in um, verse 2. The Lord, uh, the word of the Lord came to him saying, Go away from here and turn eastward and hide yourself from the book, by the book, brook Cherith, and, which is east of the Jordan. And then he goes on through the Jordan. He stays there a while, and then eventually the water runs out because there was no rain in the land, as the Lord had told him. Then he goes on to go towards uh, Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon, and stay there and to stay with a widow who will provide for you. Now, through this, the widow was asking, you know, what to do. She was gathering sticks, and he said to her, please give me a little water and a jar and a drink. And so she went away, and she wanted to bring some bread, and she said, as the Lord gives you. The Lord your God lives. I have no bread, only a handful of flour in a bowl and a little in a jar. And behold, I'm gathering a few. Then Elijah goes on to tell her, he says, Do not fear. Do as I have said to you, but make me a little bread from it. And then she goes on to make him bread. And then she finds through her time that her household is has her the flour and oil just replenished. Uh, and it doesn't become empty. And that's a sign there for us as an example of, look, the Lord can provide even in simple ways of that. But she didn't fully understand what was going on until until her son ended up dying and Elijah ended up raising him from the dead. That she then came to the point and she said um, in, the, in the last verse, verse 24, she said, Then the woman said to Elijah, Now, I know that you are the man of God and that the word of the Lord in your mouth is truth. And and it's kind of twofold. Is is one, 
we can see the Lord provide for us even when there are seasons of drought, whether naturally or economically, um, which we're in in this day and age. But then also is, is are we paying attention and being grateful and mindful of what the Lord is providing for us in this season and in the next um, as we go through this tumultuous time here with who we have in leadership, um, not only in our nation, but around the nations as well. So it, it's just two things to be mindful of. And, and one thing we just want to pray for and kind of look back on is really reviewing how we're moving forward and the resources that we have is, is are we going to be bitter about, okay, maybe we feel like we don't have enough, but no, is the Lord really, is he providing for us? Is he getting us, you know, from glory to glory, from day to day? Is he providing us our needs, not our wants? Uh, those are, those are simple things. And, and yes, you know, they're long-term things we need to look at, um, possibly as well, but is, is look at how the Lord is even in this drought season providing for us, um, to be able to make it to the next season and, and forward. And here, and even like Elijah is staying in that constant relationship with the Lord through this season, being sober, being aware so that we could be a light to those around us. And in that case, uh, literally saving for someone from the dead. Um, so with that, I have a few topics today. I'm going to be short, a uh, little nasally today. Got hit with a, a bug going on in the family. And then this week will only be the day and tomorrow. I'll be gone. The rest of the week is um, going on uh, a form of vacation <laughs> to be with family in South Florida. And then I won't be back till next Tuesday. So it'll be today, tomorrow, none the rest of this week, not Monday, but I'll be back Tuesday. Um, but there are some things we need to pay attention to and we can watch for over the rest of this week going into next week because there's some things that the house and the center are going to be pushing for we need to pray for be aware of and praying for our leaders and the president himself as well uh, but first we want to talk about what happened in russia ukraine so over the weekend ukraine and russia sealed quote-unquote a grain deal um as u.s pledges more military aid to ukraine upwards of 200 and something million dollars and more now uh, what's interesting about that is literally the day after they made this deal, Russia then goes on to strike uh, to what they're calling military assets in the Odessa port. And Ukrainians are upset because it's like, hey, why would you do this? Um, and then you have Zelensky coming out and saying that, well, we're not going to concede to any deal um, with Russia unless they give us our land back, which is okay, properly true. Um, but what we're seeing from this, the fallout from this, is that wheat prices and grain prices have spiked up a little bit from um, the threat that Russia is is shooting off missiles at the Odessa port even after signing a deal. So this is who Ukraine is dealing with. This is what the world's dealing with. Um, Turkey is kind of praising this deal of, look, we're helping getting this grain back out into the world, trying to play the middleman, trying to play the, the, the good guy. But let's not remember, is they're also negotiating with Russia and Iran on other deals so it's kind of a, a twofold here um they're playing both sides of the world they're playing both parties uh it's something to be mindful of in the season ahead with turkey uh, i i just say that and so we want to be aware of this be able to see what's going on um like elijah be sober and aware and, and listen to the lord about what to do in this season to prepare for the next season and even if you're in the midst of it, you know, the Lord can supernaturally provide for you as he did for the widow there. So 
Uh, we shouldn't be sober and aware about what's going on there. And then in the United States, this is one thing we really want to pray for is the president is – obviously, we know he has COVID. We found out last week. Um, but he is in complete isolation. He's supposedly video conferencing with staff, talking with staff. But if he's in isolation, that means there's hardly anyone around him. No one can see him. Um, but then let's also think back to when Trump got COVID. He went to the hospital. He didn't isolate in the White House. He went to the hospital to get medical care. And obviously, the White House um, doctors realize, oh, COVID's not that bad. Just isolate, give him some medicines, and he'll be fine. Now, the medicines they're giving him could potentially give bring back Plaxivit, could bring back COVID. Um, very interesting. One thing this report shows from Epoch Times is that the contact tracing that the White House did doesn't show where he got it from. I mean, it could have been from anybody. It's the president of the United States. Um, so, so good that does. Uh, but they are monitoring him. He is in isolation. But we do want to pray for while he is in in this state that those around him aren't able to take advantage of him. So we just want to pray for uh, and receive for a blanket of protection around him that while he is in isolation recovering from COVID, um, that he be able to have a sane mind, um, be a sharp mind, and, and not be able to be forced into doing things that he otherwise wouldn't have if he weren't sane. And look, sane Joe Biden is better than just cloudy Joe Biden. Let me just say it that way, whether it be COVID or anything else. Um, he does, to an extent, even though there are lots of problems, I understand that, not here to make excuses for it, but we just want to pray that he he be of sane mind while he's in this week, possibly longer, of continued isolation from not only everybody around him but the world. Um, they're not really releasing details about who is all really around him. They're saying his team. What does that include? Who does that include? Um, and I think this just shows how isolated he really is as a president, um, and hopefully that he can – come out of this isolation and get back to being around the American people because him being in this state, um, as we saw even during the campaign phase, is very, very uh, disingenuous, number one, but then number two, um, very alarming as if this is if this were to go further along um, and to potentially be continue to be in isolation and him start doing things from isolation, signing things and not hearing from congressmen, senators, other representatives within the, his cabinet and around the world. Uh, so it would be very alarming if he were to stay in this state of isolation in a long-term stance. Now, moving forward uh, to semi-international news, the things here in the United States is now the WHO is saying that and declaring that monkeypox, uh, which can mainly only be spread through um, intercourse, sexual intercourse, um, there are certain individuals. It's now a public health emergency of international concerns. And at the same time, they're saying this. They're saying – and there have been officials within the WHO that have admitted um, who have gone against the overall panel um, in stating that while this is the highest level uh, uh, alert that they're saying, quote-unquote, um, just also know that if you're taking the vaccine, you are part of a mass clinical trial to collect data because they have no idea how the vaccines that have been ordered from U.S. officials and other officials around the world actually work, um, but then also that it can only be spread – supposedly only be spread through sexual intercourse just like AIDS. 
And but we're also seeing this is that uh, I don't know how prevalent and true this is, but this is something to pay attention to is that in California, more so in, in San Francisco, that monkeypox has been detected. You're also seeing it in cases in Europe and on the East Coast in New York have some of the highest cases of monkeypox already. So just something to be aware of. And, and the reason I bring this up and want to talk about this is because Chris Reed, remember Chris Reed's prophecy from earlier this year is that COVID would die off in the spring. It truly kind of has. And then it would come, something else would come back towards the end of summer, fall. Is it monkeypox? I don't know. I don't know of anything else that else is coming out there. I've seen Australia talk about how they want to close their borders um, due to foot and mouth disease coming from Indonesia. Could that be it? I don't, I don't know. But I'm just, I'm just, we want to be aware and sober about what's going on in the world. And if it's anything like COVID, the WHO was the main leader in this in providing uh, information to quote unquote make an international emergency. So um, something similar, just in the natural, paying attention, to trying to use the prophetic, how um, to discern the news. Uh, so something just to be aware of there, and then also know that they're the WHO itself is coming out and saying, look, this is a clinical trial, even at the onslaught of our public offerings of these vaccines. Now, with that, you have Janet Yellen. On a different note, economically, um, domestically here in the United States, you have the um, Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen, coming out and saying that the U.S. is not necessarily, quote-unquote, headed towards a recession. And what she's doing is she's shifting the terms of – and really the, the definition of what is a recession. Historically, it has always been known as two consecutive decreases in real GDP. And now, on her terms and most um, of those within the government and really high-level economists uh, within the government, nobody else that I'm really seeing is really considering this, is they're changing the definition based upon the National Bureau of Economic Research that looks at a more broad scale of things to consider whether there's a, whether there's a recession or not, um, and it's really it's really splitting hairs here about the reality of this, um, and, and not being aware because the, the thing here is is she wants to paint a good picture of the economy because a lot of her policies when she was Fed chair have led to the situation that we're in now domestically and internationally, and obviously now that she is Treasury Secretary, a lot of the policies that she has advocated for and government stimuluses that she pushed for that were pushed for by both Republicans and Democrats, uh, despite what Mitch McConnell says, is causing harm to the overall economy. Now, she's saying, well, we're not there yet. Okay, let's play this little game. We're going to play a game here, uh, intellectual game here. If is okay, we're not necessarily in a recession yet the economy is decent it's not great it's not good it's decent from her eyes let's say that a technical definition we're not in a recession okay if that's true what happens next when we see more government stimulus being proposed and this is what we want to be aware of this is what we want to pray about because in the coming weeks the senate is trying to get a budget bill done and they're trying to squeeze things in it that are very alarming 
and are only going to increase the not only national debt but budget deficit even more if allowed to go forward. And some of these things, and I want to go through this. So we're fully aware about what is being pushed. And first, there is the Senate Health, Education, and Labor Pensions Committee Chairman, Patty Murphy, a Democrat from Washington, says that she wants money for more COVID-19 vaccines, which would cost up to $10 billion at least. So despite the White House saying that everyone's going to get it, Despite the White House not taking every precaution and making sure the president is able to recover from it under the care of doctors alone, they're isolating the president in the White House, in the West Wing, with his team, who includes who? Is there a doctor? Is there not a doctor? I believe there is a doctor, but I'm, I'm proposing questions of who's all involved. When President Trump got COVID, he went to the hospital, and he was around doctors. That was it. They isolated him around doctors, gave him the medicine. He recovered, boom, Sandy's out. Good. President Biden is in most likely going to be in isolation the rest of this week, possibly the, the next week after. And then what? It's a very cause for concern. Um, but I digress from that. Second, you have Senate Appro- Appropriations Committee Chairman Patrick Leahy of Vermont pushing for to fund international COVID vaccination efforts, which would cost another $5 billion. So they're trying to add $15 billion here for COVID. For what? The world has to real it, it, as the White House said, the world has to get on, has to realize that COVID is going to exist. But yet we want to have more vaccinations and things that don't work. Interesting. Senate um, Budget Committee Committee Chairman Bernie Sanders wants to expand the prescription drug reform language to cover more medications, i.e., increase more um, Medicaid spending. Senate Banking Committee Chairman uh, Sherrod Brown of Ohio is still agitating. Um, for more money for affordable housing, saying that this is becoming a problem. Again, if you have government housing means that people have to adhere to government rules, uh, vaccines, living standards. Um, Most of it will probably be Section 8 housing, which is for single mothers. Um, You could do Section 6 housing, which would be for families who need help. Um, That's in the government. The uh, Trump administration did a good job of pushing that effort of let's keep families intact with Section 6 housing, not Section 8 housing. But I digress from that point. So these are the things that they want to push. Um, And Senator um, Bob Casey of Pennsylvania, who's a close ally of President Biden, is still pushing for tens of billions of dollars to fund long-term health care for the elderly and disabled. And the reason I bring this up is because they know they have to push something forward for – before the midterms, and possibly they lose seats, number one. Number two, they're also on a, on a timeline because, and this is the last, and this should be the only thing people should really be aware of, is if we're going to play the game that Janet Yellen's playing of, okay, we're not in a recession yet, but Chuck Schumer wants to basically cut off at the kneecaps the coming, the looming and will always be looming as long as Obamacare is in place. The rising of healthcare premiums. They want to do this before the premiums go in, and which is why it's important to pass a, a budget bill before the midterms, because after the midterms, nothing will get done. Um, Republicans will sit on their feet. Possibly some Democrats will sit on their feet. 
Um, so you have this game, Janet Yellen's playing. Okay, we're not in a recession yet, but Chuck Schumer and Janet Yellen and everybody else knows if you allow these premiums to increase, you're going to definitely uh, see a a recession come despite the technical definition of how a recession is defined. Now, on a positive note to prevent all this is Joe Manchin has said in the past when negotiating budget deals that he wants half of um, all increased spending and really any budget deal to go towards reducing the deficit. So that's a positive there. So there, there are key things there to to be aware of and, and pay attention to and pray for is, is one, this old prophetic that we need to be praying on is, is praying and interceding for both Democrat and Republican congressional and Senate leaders to stand against this Bernie Sanders spending agenda because everything that's in there has Bernie Sanders um, written all over it, even though he's only uh, leading the agenda and head on one that we have been shown that will cripple the next three to four generations. And he says it is currently crippling the current generations. Um, think about how doing more of the same that he already says is crippling these generations will do further down the road. Um, and so these are things we need to be aware of. Also, recently the president and the White House have come out and said that uh, ICE is reportedly interested in offering ID cards to illegals to help them fly so that they don't have to use arrest warrants. Uh, with TSA, if you saw that from Josh Hawley, um, a TSA agent administrator said that uh, illegals are using arrest warrants to fly on planes as a, their identification. So now the Biden administration just wants to uh, give away these resources. But you can't have an ID to vote, mind you that. Um, so, so there's that. And, and so we just want to continue to pray for um, our leaders that they have the wisdom of the Lord and the fear of the Lord when making these decisions, these policy decisions. Now, whether this is legal or not um, will yet to be determined, will have to be played out in the courts. Unfortunately, the Biden administration knows that. And I want to end on this good note, is that there were a few Democrats who sent letters to the head of Google <clears throat> um, about – Helping women when they Google search, finding the proper resources that they deem as proper, i.e. Planned Parenthood, etc. Well, there were 17 state attorney generals who said, uh, let's put a timeout on that. Because the, the jurisdiction on this falls to state level, which falls to these attorney generals. And they're saying is, we want to know if you've changed the results and are limiting uh, care pregnancy centers. And if you're censoring them, we're going to bring legal action for it. And so this is a positive note in seeing that there are righteous leaders who understand that there is an agenda from those who would want to advance abortion, whether it be Republican, Democrats, whoever. And there needs to be a barrier and understanding that these companies can't just do what they deem as correct and what these politicians deem as correct. There needs to be a checks and balances. So the positive of this is, is they're saying, hey, we want to see if you've changed anything, if you are limiting anything. And the courts have been showing recently that states have the authority to do this because 
that's where the power lies and in in reality is is as more people use google especially in times of these pregnancies um they're going to be searching for it and what's been happening is is that google has been pushing down and really removing care pregnancy centers um, from helping women find resources and telling that Planned Parenthood and other abortion clinics and agencies are the only ones to find um, and and help these women in these situations. There are others as such as DuckDuckGo. It's not. It is better than Google. It will give you the results if you know how to manipulate on this front and things we need to be aware of now and in the days ahead and why it's ever more important of spreading the word through word of mouth and uh, even this article talks about in texas word of mouth has been the biggest proponent of helping these women find the resources that they need at the care pregnancy centers to help them um, in their situations that they need whether they can afford it or not and, and maybe they just need some information and, and help mentally um, to walking them through the the pregnancy that they're walking through um, so let's remember that. Remember these key issues of these things that are trying to be pushed down the throat of the Senate of trying to force this reconciliation bill to pass something, um, even in this game that uh, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is playing of, well, we're not in a recession yet. Okay, if we're not, it's likely coming down the road if you continue to pass these uh, um, increases in the budget. Uh, so I'm going to close on that. Thank you to everyone for following with me along today. Again, tomorrow will be a last day this week, and then we'll come back next uh, Tuesday as I go out on town on vacation. And just I won't have time to be able to do a record. So um, blessings to each and every one of you, and I will see you guys tomorrow. Have a good one.